You will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Broken Tangent Animation Podcast. We are in episode number five, the first episode of the year 2020. And if I could just skip this year, I think I would already. Um, As many of you may know, uh, I'm in self-quarantine right now, which I'm sure a lot of you are who are watching this. Um, I hope you are all healthy and safe and staying sane while we uh, wait this terrible virus out. Um, Today we get to speak with a very good friend of mine of 15 plus years, senior sound designer John Graves of Blizzard Entertainment. Um, John's currently working on the Hearthstone team. Um, He, well recently this came out, something he worked on is all the Galacron sounds. If you play the Dragon Galacron card, he worked on a lot of those sounds. Um, And I know because I bugged some of those for him. Anyway, uh, we get to talk to John today about uh, sound design in general. Um, so if you're into sound design or interested in getting into being a professional sound designer, this is a great podcast for you to jump in on. Um, John talks about the ins and outs of what he does, um, what he looks for in demo reels if you're trying to be a sound designer, um, and kind of the processes and, and, and thinking on what he does on a day-to-day basis. So this is a really great episode to get into. Um, I learned a lot, um, even knowing John for this long, I think I learned more in this podcast uh, about sound design than I have in a while. Um, it's just interesting for me to think about if if there were no sound in games, how different gaming would be. Um, so I have a very big appreciation for sound designers and music designers, composers. So this is a great episode for me just in general, and I hope you all enjoy it as well. Um, I hope everyone, again, stays safe and healthy. Uh, Be kind to one another and go support an artist. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Broken Tangent Animation Podcast. Thanks again for checking us out. All right. So welcome to the Broken Tangent Animation Podcast, episode five. I'm here with my good friend, senior sound designer, John Graves, or as I first met him, Jonathan Graves. yeah, I'll, the first memory I have of you is sitting at your desk on day crew before I got there, mm-hmm. um, waiting because I had to use your PC for that night for testing, and I was excited because you were the only person that had decorated their station with all of the toys and statues and shit, yeah. and I was like, why is everyone else here just, it's like a hospital to work at, half, those, yeah. half of those people were just like, no, we're not going to put And they quickly changed. In. They did. Everyone has toys now. How long were you there before I started? Well, if I was on day crew, then that would have been, uh, I got, let's see. Oh, I don't know, because one thing I keep forgetting about is how when I first got moved to day crew, I think that's when I moved to Ghost. So I would have oh. been in that office. Okay. And then, was wait. That, was that the nihilistic software version? Yeah, but now I think about it, now I'm getting confused because then I went over to... Swinging Ape, Short and then came back, but you were over Swinging Ape too, so that don't make sense. 
I only memory I have is sitting back in uh, we used to call it Northshire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember sitting there, and you and Schwan, and maybe Stuart. I don't. There was a few other people, but yeah. I hadn't met you guys yet. And I was sitting there, and either you or Schwan. I think it was Schwan was like, "Hey, Graves, you want a skittle or something?" And I was, <laughs> turned around, and I was like, "He knows my name." And I was like, "Oh, these guys are cool." And we didn't have like nameplates or anything back then. But I don't remember. Who when I moved to Dacre, I'm pretty. I thought that I moved over right onto Ghost. Like I could be wrong. Hmm. I know that's why they hired me regular full time was to actually be on Ghost. But um, yeah, I'm forgetting now. I remember you and Schwan. I remember that, and I remember that yeah, being a night yeah. crew environment. I know you were still you were still testing World of Warcraft. My earliest memory of you was still in World of Warcraft, and then at some point you Nick and Vanilla moved. Yeah, Vanilla. Okay. See, that's the part has been hazy for me because I know that I shipped Vanilla in QA. Okay. And then shortly after that, it's hazy for me because I know we did because we did the two different iterations of Ghost, but I think it was Nihilistic Ghost. Yep. Um, and then after that got kind of scrapped, we went back to WoW mm-hmm. and we helped test. Maybe uh, that's what maybe I'm. Maybe that was the in between. Yeah, that's the part I'm so hazy on. It's possible that I went back to WoW, helped ship it. Because it was a while between Nihilistic and Swing and Ape, and then went to Swing and Ape, but then when uh, when Blizzard console got shut down, that's when I came back to Warcraft. But it okay. was uh, Burning Crusade. It was already. I, I don't. I don't. It's been so long. But regardless, and the one day I forgot my ring. You've been at Blizzard for sixteen or seventeen, 17, 17 years. Almost seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. And this is your first and only video game job you've had. Yeah. You and me both. I don't know how we got lucky. To I got very lucky, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about being lucky. Uh, where, did you, where were you at before Blizzard even was a thing? Were you still playing games, or were you much of a gamer, or was it just kind of something that... I was a weird gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my first real console was PlayStation 1, and I got that for graduating high school. So that's... That was the congratulations for... Yeah, I was nice. like, can I get a damn video game console? Like, my parents would let me have <laughs> Nintendo SNES. They pretty much ruined my childhood. So you missed Game Boy, you missed... Uh, actually, no. A buddy did let me borrow a Game Boy, okay. and it just kind of indefinitely stayed with me. But uh-huh. I only had, like, three games on it. But actually, funny, that's the first game that I got addicted to. It was uh, Donkey Kong Land on nice. Game Boy Color. I was just every night playing it. Um, but and I did buy a TurboGrafx 16 from a guy at work or at school, and it was horrible because um, he had like two games and it didn't work very well. But so the PlayStation was my first console, and that was just kind of a couple games like Resident Evil and okay. Uh, no, what was the other one? Sound Hill. And just I like the survival horror games, and me and friends would just sit there and scream like little girls. Um, and then uh, I didn't start becoming like I still wouldn't call myself a hardcore gamer, but I started getting addicted to games. Yeah. Um, probably around the. Yeah, I don't know. I know when I bought a Dreamcast right after the Dreamcast went under. Like I spent three hundred dollars for a Dreamcast and two games, and they like, hey, we're going under the next week. Is that how much it was? I don't remember how much. Those I don't consoles remember. Were back in the day, where... I don't. I don't remember how much the console. Was. I want to say it was like two, mm-hmm. three hundred. Yeah. And I had just got enough money for my birthday, and I bought um, bought the Dreamcast and all that, and then they 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 closed. So then I started going to Blockbusters like every weekend and buying every game I could because they were cheap, and that's that was Manda and I's first uh, dates. Okay. Uh, was uh, hey you want to go out tonight? All right, and I pick her up, and we'd go to every blockbuster within like thirty miles and pick up every game. So <laughs> you should interview her. She she has great stories about uh, that. Um, and then 
So it was the survival horror genre that kind of got you into the... That's what got me the most, yeah, at first. Um, and when I was really young, I had friends that had Nintendo, and I always wanted to play it. And Mario 3 was, was the game I always wanted to play. Mm. Um, but they were like, eh, it's boring, because they had it. Um, Halo, the Halo series. Metroid, uh, what was that? Metroid, the one on GameCube. That one had me. That one, I got that for Christmas I one year. I don't think I ever played. Oh, man, that was a great game. I just remember... Prime, Metroid Prime. Metroid, okay. I remember Turok, Dinosaur Hunter on Cube, and I remember I'm thinking 64. Was that 64, the Turok? Turok was on 64, but then okay. they like did a, rem- or a remake on Xbox original, I think. And I'm, I'm thinking 64. Because Star Fox also was a big memory of mine for Nintendo. Yeah. It was far after that. I got the, the PlayStation for, for graduating high school, and then, I don't know, about a year or two later, I got a job. My first paycheck, I went and bought a, a Nintendo 64 for uh, yes. Shadows of the Empire. Nice. And uh, so it's funny. I've had, like, every console, but I never considered myself a big gamer until... I'm trying to think when I got addicted. Like, I had to have every game, and I'm still like that. Like, every Switch game there is is ridiculous. But you were into music before this. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I've been doing music since seventh grade, I think. Or sixth or seventh grade, my uh, step-grandfather passed away, and my grandma said, if you learn to play guitar, you can have his electric guitar. And he had a amazing uh, Gibson 335D uh, hollow-body jazz guitar, BB King guitar, $3,500 guitar. I think it was beautiful. And I uh, learned how to play really badly on an acoustic, which I hated. And uh, she, she gave it to me for Christmas, and then a buddy for my birthday. My birthday's in January, so I got the guitar for Christmas, and then on my birthday, he just gave me an old distortion pedal, and that was oh, just... Oh, nice. nice. That's when I got into metal and learned how to drop D, and I'm starting a band. And that's probably <laughs> seventh grade was my first band. And then it was just band after band after band after band. And I think uh, into high school, I started playing drums because our drummer was horrible. I gave him my bass, he gave me his drum set, and played drums in a bunch of bands, and that's where I started playing with a, a good friend of mine who was going to, um, he started going to Musicians Institute, and he was learning how to record, Okay. so he was kind of showing me the ropes, and we started recording our own uh, CDs, and so oh, I damn. picked up all that knowledge from editing audio and plugins and all that from the band days. And then, Not even thinking about like one day I'm gonna get into video I, games. And like this is gonna nope, be my no, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> video games. When I when I was in high school, I wanted to be an animator. Funny enough, ah, uh, okay. and my school was one of the few schools at the time that had animation. I think there was only two schools in, in the entire United States that had mm. animation, and mine was one of them. So I took animation all four years of high school, and I actually took my portfolio to uh, CalArts okay. in Valencia. And Ooh, oh man, talk eye. about a kick in the balls! Yeah, you like, hey, here you go. And I had all these cartoon characters I drew, and all these animations, and they were just like crap, crap, crap. And they stopped on one, which was a portrait of Eddie Vedder that I drew, okay. with him yeah. leaning up against the, a wall. And they were like more like this, and I was like, what? Uh, yeah. More yeah, like yeah. this. And then I had another one of, uh, I think Jason from Friday the Thirteenth or something like that. And they're like, yeah, more like this. I'm like, more horror. Like, because he was cutting a girl's head off. He's like, you know, more gore? And like, no, 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 more realism. I was like, that's not real. It's Jason from Friday the 13th. No, more figure drawing. Okay. And I'm not, I was just like, fuck all that. I'm not doing that. I mean, you saved yourself probably a couple hundred thousand dollars. My parents, yes. That's an expensive school. No, that was one thing, too. My mom was freaking out. How we? I think it was at the time, 55000 a semester. And they were going, how are we going to afford this? And, but they, you know. 
I wanted to be an animator. Yeah, yeah. Disney World, I went to Disney World and I saw, saw or MGM Studios, I think it was, and I saw them working on Aladdin. And I was like, all right, that's what I want to do. And this was like early 90s you were looking at color arts? <sighs> this would have been 96, 97. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there wasn't much else as far as school animation. No, wise. no. Like, it that wasn't was an it. animation mentor online. There wasn't nope. high animation. That was it. It's, that's what's crazy when you, you, know, you, talk, you talk to people and they don't understand that, even internet. They're like, what'd you do before the internet? Um... But yeah, CalArts was, uh, they just were crap, crap, crap on my portfolio. And then I also was doing TV production in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, our teacher was telling us about a new program opening up at the local community college that was uh, entry level. And they're going to go over uh, TV production. There was also going to be a recording arts program. Okay. And it was like guaranteed six figures at a, at a college. And I was like, sign me up. And uh, I signed up for it and kind of lingered for two years because I wasn't ready. And then they finally had the recording arts program ready. Well, excuse me, the first class of it. And I joined that, and that's when I was in a band. I wouldn't say we were serious, but I was. we were practicing three, four times a week. And it was right down the street from the school. And at that first day of class, the guy comes out with a guitar, and he goes, does anyone know what this is? I'm like, you got to be. And all of us were musicians. <laughs> Everyone in that room were musicians. There were a bunch of bands we had played with before. Like, we know what... Is cussing okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I wasn't sure. I should oh, yeah. censor myself. Um, the you know everyone I put here eighteen plus on the YouTube video. Hey, I, so you know I'm just I'm good at censoring myself. Put the kids to bed. Um, but yeah, like every one of us is a you know product placement. Oh, Looking for endorsements. Sponsors. Sponsors. Um, the uh, yeah, when he came out and said this is a guitar, we were like, you got to be kidding me. Like we all know what a guitar is, and the guy next to me was like, yeah, we're all in bands. We all can play guitars quite proficiently. Uh, and I uh, and I think around that time I met a girl, so I just started ditching class. So it was basically, Mom, I gotta go to school, and then I drive to band practice or drive to this girl's house. And um, I mean, band so practice is like hands-on, pra- hands-on anyway. Like instead of sitting there in the classroom, you're getting hands-on practice. And yeah, making the band. And that was on. before I was like, oh, I want to be a rock star. I was yeah, just yeah. you know for fun. And I, I don't know when it was that I decided, you know, I want to do music for a living. And I started going that route and. Started a couple bands, and the last band did the. We went the farthest, and things were going really well. Um, but I think I had come to Blizzard before. Yeah, because I came to a point where I had to choose back on Ghost. I had to choose between uh, Blizzard or the band because I was putting. I was. We were having to invest way too much time and talking about doing small, you know, not tours, but I guess travelers, but you know, going to local places up the coast or whatever. And uh, I had to pick, and I was like, ah. I don't remember why I picked Blizzard, because I also wanted a family, and I knew yeah. having a family and a band thing just wasn't going to work out. I wasn't a big drug user. Uh, Benefits. Shit. That's so what scares me most. Is like, I didn't even, at the time, I mean, I had sure. mom and dad. They were yeah, like, you yeah. go to school, you can be on the benefits. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, and then actually I chose Blizzard, and I want to say a month later, Moser, who was the QA manager at the yeah. time, called me and said, hey, congratulations, we're promoting you. Like, okay. That's great. And he's like, yeah, I almost fired you. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he, they called me a ghost and said that they almost let me go. Because remember, I don't know if you remember, at the very beginning, I think you were there, of ghosts, I just I just stopped caring. Because mm. I just wasn't, like, everyone else got opportunity over me. Like, oh, okay, okay. At the time, the criteria was uh, you had to be a QA2, I think. To, to be on to ghosts? Be the, like, to or be on ghosts, ghost. yeah. And there were a few people that, that, um, that got put in positions that I was like, they might be a two, but I, I'm def- definitely outperforming them. Mm-hmm. And I, the whole politic thing really irritated me. And so I just kind of was like, and started dumping all my eggs in the band basket. But then, oh, I remember what it was. Um, I don't remember if it was Nick or if it because I want to say around this time is when you were there, when you came in as the lead or assistant lead. 
took over. So Dennis had just moved over. I took over Dennis's spot. What was I? Well, was the production. I someone let me start doing audio lead, and doing all the sounds and audio of the game. And so I started working with Bill. And when that happened, that's when I started like getting back into it and getting serious. And I start. I just. I started standing. Yeah, you were because yes. You were lead because I would stay and help you with the regression yeah. and all that. So yeah, yeah. around that time when I was coming in and kicking ass, I guess, Moser called. And he was like, hey, dude, you're kicking ass. We're promoting you. And he said, we almost let you go during that period of time. Wow. I was like, whoa, dodge that bullet. And um, I think after that, the band slowly crumbled away. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to – I'm gonna. oh, yeah, I had met Bill. And okay. um, also met Brian Farr, and he was the sound designer on World of Warcraft. And uh, he, he just kind of showed me some things, and that's when I started thinking. And Joseph Lawrence was there, too. And I was thinking, yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah. I really kind of want to do this. This is something I think I could do. And then when I met Brian, I was like, it's, I could do sound. I could do. I know I can do it. I know, I know I'm creative, and I know the tools. That totally, totally sounded condescending but, or uh, conceited. But, um, well, but you have the experience, right? With yeah. Just being in a band and recording your own songs and just getting. Absolutely, yeah. So I hit up Brian, and Brian was like, yeah, dude, uh, put together a demo, and I went home every night and recorded sounds and made demos. And I said, what does the demo consist of for that? And this is the, now, is this the only demo you've ever turned in for sounds? Yes, and it was okay, horrible. I want to hear about it. I want to it hear what it was. Horrible. Um, did he give you, did he say like, hey, this is what I'm looking for nope. in a demo? He was like, just show me a demo, show me your portfolio. It, the whole point, uh, and I know I, for our discipline for sound, is that we want to know it's something you're doing, it's something you're active, it's something you're interested in, mm-hmm. not just, because, especially at Blizzard, and, and to be honest, I did the same thing when I was in QA, you get someone going, I mean, I, I was working on texturing, animation, 2D art, concept art, uh, I was making my own race in War 3, like, I was doing everything I could to mm-hmm. get it out of QA into development. I didn't know I wanted to do sound yet. That was back when Ben Brode was still with us, right? We oh yeah, that was when Ben that. was still in QA with me, yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, uh, that was a long time ago. All of us were trying to do different things, um, and uh, but the audio thing. Once I found out that that's something, I, I didn't even know we had a sound department until I met Brian, and that would have been on. It might have been on Burning Crusade, because mm. I, I, I was when it was when Ron was still here. You never volunteered to do like the uh, come in and be a voice of a creature back in like Vanilla and no. Oh wow, I remember trying out for like a couple of voices. I think back in Vanilla, and that's when I realized like how. How professional we had mm-hmm. as far as like I'd never I been in no a booth idea. before I'd never heard my voice that clear and that crisp in a headphone yeah. before and I freaked the F out yeah it's I a little sh- weird yeah I stuttered I sound like that I didn't I don't like that I still don't to this day which is hilarious because sometimes like actually the first day I started an audio I had to do that and it was like oh it's the one thing I don't like to do yeah um but, yeah, Brian kind of told me what he did to get in, and um, he gave me some pointers, like, hey, I use this program, and because and, uh, at the time, my God, Pro Tools and a Mac, I mean, that was like $4,000. I didn't have yeah. that money. Yeah. The only reason that we had Pro Tools and a Mac in the band was because the guitar player went to uh, MI, and he got the, the, the discount, the student discount, but he wasn't going to let me borrow his Mac to be able to do sound design. Um did you use freeware then? So, oh, dude, my, what did I use? Uh, so Fruity when Loops. I first, yeah, right? Actually, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I did use Fruity Loops for some music stuff. Um, but uh, when I started, um, I don't know, my second year at Blizzard, my grandparents and parents all got together and bought me like a PC. And okay. I'm still not a PC person. I don't really know all the specs, but I do remember at the time at Blizzard, the most powerful machine on the floor in QA, I think, was like a 1.2 or something like that mm. processor. Mm. And I remember 
for Christmas, you know, I got in and I set everything up. It was black, which I was like, yes, nice. and it just looked sleek. And I turned it on and I, I knew how to do DX Diag because, you know, QA. I worked with it. I learned so much <laughs> yeah. from the guys in QA. Like, I mean, when I came in, I was like, I, 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 I don't want to label myself, but I was not one of them. I'll just yeah. put it that way. And yeah, yeah. and I re- they really uh, taught me a lot, but also made me realize that, like, you know, I was being uh, kind of high school about that type of stuff. Like, people are people. and. <laughs> this made me kind of think about it before I came here was like back in back in our day because we're old as fuck now, mm-hmm. John. As like I was I was in punk bands and trying to do the rock and roll thing, but as being in that group of friends, playing video games was never something we thought about, and it was always looked down upon. Oh yeah, I got made fun of. I don't know like where that shift happened, but I love how now today's it's like a complete oh, yeah. 180 where it's just oh, yeah. now accepted. Everybody's like, oh, you're a nerd. I'm a nerd too. I yeah. geek out on nerd that. Nerd culture. We were like, um, I got to go do homework, guys, which is when I went. I'm going to go play Street Fighter 2 for five hours. Yeah. And then uh, I'll catch up with you guys later to go to band practice. Or even, you know, at BlizzCon or coming across these girls that are like really into video games and they're like model yeah. hot and you're going, where were you 10 years ago? Nowhere. You didn't exist. <laughs> it was fictitious. Nowhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> Things have changed a lot. Just a little bit. But they, the guys in, the guys in QA, uh, that was a turning point for me going like, wow, these are really cool guys. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's something we don't talk about a lot now is like how QA is still viable as a foot in the door just to get into mm-hmm. the industry and then you network and you learn and you meet people and you figure out where you can go from there. Cause I feel like it's much easier once you're into a place than trying it, to come from well, the outside. So in. I don't know about now. Sure. That could be the case, but I know like, you know, we've been, I've been through, Oh, I've been through so many hiring processes now with different uh, associates and, and sound designers for the various projects. And, um, We've only had a select few of internal people. Um, and we've had some good. We've had some people that have moved up and got into this. I'm trying to think of some examples, but like, oh yeah, Felipe, the great example. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Felipe, but yeah, uh, I worked with the Money Heroes. Um, yeah, he 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 came in. Him and uh, Jeff Garnett, who was uh, he, he, we hired him. He came on over on Wow when he first started, and um, he met Felipe at. Um, the like uh, orientation thing and they were just talking they just hit it off and he was super interested in like oh what do you do I'm a sound designer and so they'd hang out and Jeff would kind of show him the ropes oh this is what I do whatever Um, and uh, and that was kind of that and Jeff would tell me about it he's like yeah he's super passionate about it and he got his own equipment and was doing his own stuff and then I hear you know a couple years later he got a job on Heroes Nice, that's awesome great dude and um, you know but it's the passion I guess it wasn't like his experience so to speak um, same thing with me. Like I didn't have any sound design experience. They just took the the, the time. The Rus- or the Russell, the director Russell said, "I want someone who does this in their spare time." And okay. that's when they went. Well, we know a guy who he's working on demos and trying to make sounds at home. And they brought me over an internship. And uh, so I was like, I'm not going back to QA. Yeah, it's important. And I stop playing World of Warcraft and work on your craft. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's too. We both part. hear that all the time. Like, oh, they just won't give me a chance. It's because you, you go home and you play video games. You're not working on your demo. This guy went home every night and worked on his demo. I wouldn't buy myself a console. Oh, he used until to piss I had. me off. <laughs> hey, you want to hang out tonight? No, I got to work on my demo. Animation. It's been four years. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I was a stubborn ass motherfucker on it. I was like, this is my goal. This is the only way I'm going to reach that goal is if I push myself like. I want to play so many damn games. You guys are playing so much, like, after work. Hey, we're going to go meet up and play fucking Splinter Cell. Hey, John bought another one. We're going to play yeah, that now. crap. I get it. I get it. I got to fucking get a job first. 
Yeah. But eventually it happened. Now, how long were you in QA before you got switched over? I believe I started in sound on my almost exact five-year anniversary. Five years, okay. Yeah. I remember, because Dennis also, who started with me, same day he started, we both started in QA the same day. Uh, and it was like May 5th, I think. I think it was Cinco de Mayo, um, 2003 or 2002. Okay. And um, he was all, he was in the audio department. So I remember when I came in, he was like, dude, it's our five-year anniversary today. I'm like, that's nuts. <laughs> and then... I don't remember if I got hired regular, like, because I came in as an as an intern. Uh, I don't remember if I got hired officially on the sound on around that time, or if that's when I started my internship. I think I started my internship, because like my first week, my first week or second week was when we did that uh, trip down to San Onofre. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, because I was gonna have to cancel it originally yeah. because yeah. they needed help with overtime, and I and they said no, go ahead and go. Because they hired you originally for World of Warcraft, because that was just wrapping up for expansion. For sound? Yeah. No, they, uh, man, it's such a different beast back then. Back then, they had one guy per franchise. So we had one guy on Diablo, one guy on WoW, one guy on StarCraft. Technically two guys, but uh, Glenn was the lead, but he was also the, the, he was the lead composer. So he was Hold like... Up. Wait a minute. So, wait, <laughs> were they just doing sounds, though, or were they doing music and sound? No, uh... If Glenn was composing for Okay, all, so I'm trying to remember. Piece. Well, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, it it's nuts. It's nuts. Yes, it's nuts. Uh, okay. So, when I came in, we were about 60 or so percent through, maybe 75% through Wrath of Lich King. That's mm -hmm. around the timeline. Okay. Um, and that was just Brian. And so, Brian handled WoW. Uh, and then Glenn was the StarCraft II lead but he was also the composer, and if anyone's played StarCraft, that, that's Papa Glenn. Like that's his music. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so he was kind of, you know, the better. I'm glad they put him in charge of that, and he brought all that back. So he was trying to focus on that, and also with the music, they were doing crazy stuff, like going and recording in live bands I, and like doing yeah. that whole new rock sound. And he was up at Skywalker a lot. Did it all so, been us like digitally putting instruments into the keyboard? I'm not. A, yes and no. Okay. A lot of the original WoW music um, prior to Russell coming was all on the keyboard, mm. and it, it's funny because the jury's out on. Everyone has very mixed opinions on. Like I preferred that, but that's probably because I played WoW since like alpha mm -hmm. so i was just used to those songs so when it went more of a realistic tone i was like oh what happened to my music um it was arguably better but I, you know i i preferred the the more uh synthy stuff and um the uh so glenn and, but i mean again back then derek and glenn i think were only real two composers and well and russell russell mostly did wow but he did a lot of the big themes like i think mm -hmm. he did the main diablo theme like he did a lot of the main themes for the for the song for the games and then uh derek was mostly on uh diablo but he'd jump over on do wow he jumped over and kind of everyone did everything Shuffling i guess around. is the best okay. way to put that okay and so you know when wrath came out diablo 3 was still i don't even know where we're at with that we we're still quite a ways away from from launching that and starcraft 2 i mean we were just getting single player when okay. I came in, and StarCraft went through a oh, lot wow. of changes too. Oh, Wings of Liberty single player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because basically when they hired me regular full time, I think that was like my first thing was like, yeah, that's right. Okay, so when I came in, they hired me because they had all this stuff going on, and and they were thinking about hiring another person, Jonas. I forgot Jonas was here too. So Jonas was not officially leading StarCraft two, but mm -hmm. he was kind of the one keeping the sound design on tabs and like doing all the uh, all the sound design for it mostly and then brian doing wow joseph doing uh 
uh, Diablo and then Paul Manichini was doing all the cinematics and uh, and then so what happened is when you get so towards the end before I got hired I think regular like once I was when I was still attempt Rathlich came was getting towards you know it's gonna launch and then we'd all dogpile onto it and do whatever uh, we needed um, so I think like the first thing I got to do was the the Death Knight horse summon sound and some other Death Knight sound and then that was it and then we shipped and then it was StarCraft, and everyone dogpiled on to StarCraft, except for Brian, because he had to keep WoW going. Um, and that's kind of the way we ran things. So at one point, like, and then, uh, so somewhere in there, that's when we hired, we finally hired two or three more designers, and they started helping out towards the very end of StarCraft. But when they hired me, I did all the, the single player, like, just go. And so all the VO, all the VO processing, all the unit sound effects the unit vo sound effects the buildings like it was it was a blast yeah but it was a lot of that's work that's a shit ton of work because now it's all everybody's embedded at this point there's not a mm. team that's like still not embedded yet oh really? this was all just central audio we we're all still audio we didn't actually break apart until i think overwatch was the first like embedded audio team okay and then i think diablo went next yeah i don't remember the, the history of it wow was the last one i know that now that you've been through both do you prefer one over the other? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm mixed. Yeah. Like, because I feel like that first one, you had a chance to kind of hit everything. Okay, so as far as that's right? concerned, yes, I, I preferred looking, working on everything versus one project, because mm. then once I, you know, started working on WoW, I got kind of stuck on WoW for a long time. And for the yeah. first several years, it was great, but then I kind of felt like, okay, and every time I'd, I'd get ready to leave, someone else would leave, and then I felt like I had to fall on the sword, so to speak. Mm. And I don't feel like it helped me. I think it hurt me more than it helped me. Mm. So when I had the opportunity to join Hearthstone, uh, at first I was very hesitant, as you probably know, and I was yeah. like, eh. Um, but it's a hell of a lot of fun, and yeah. I love my job over there. I, it's fun every day, and there's always something to work on. And it feels like the old days where it's not just one thing where I'm working on spells one day and creatures the next day and the board the next day and it's just constantly changing. Yeah. But back in the original when I was in, you know, Central Audio, uh, I was the guinea pig because I was the, the temp or whatever and so it was like, uh, Jay McGuire was the, uh, at the time, StarCraft II producer so he'd come in and go, hey, I need you to stop what you're doing and work on this thing and so I'd stop what I was doing and go with StarCraft and then Dennis would come in, and he was on D3. Hey, hey, I needed this, this VO for D3 really quickly for this announcement thing we're doing, and I have to stop and do all that. And then Thomas would come in, who was on, wow, I need you to do this. And it was like, it got to the point where I was starting to get really pissy with everyone. Because it was like, <laughs> guys, like, you can't do this to me, especially me. Like, I need to focus. And uh, so that was one thing that was good about being embedded. You okay. didn't have that. You could just yeah. focus on the one thing you're doing. Um, but I think me and Jonas were the only ones that didn't want, to, we liked working on everything. Yeah. And it, but back then, I mean, it was not just the projects. It was the Blizzcasts, which are the Blizzard podcasts. It was um, anything uh, creative uh, development did. So, like, Metzen came down and read some uh, books. And I had to do sound for that and then record him doing that. Fully, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Like moving the motion comic stuff that we do as well. At that time, anything audio... If it wasn't like a specific brand, I had to. I was the one running the the control booth and, and doing all that. And then, you know, I was still. I was stoked to be here and, and to be able to have a like. I kind of what I was doing with the music in the same environment, except it's video games. Okay, it's kind of blows my mind. Is that from an animation standpoint, if you're working on every project, that's a lot of different styles to have to yep. keep switching. Yep. Are there styles, 
quote unquote styles for sound design for yep. each one of those projects. So you have to be like, okay, now that I'm StarCraft, I gotta think. Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely. Be cognizant of this. Now I'm on Diablo. It has to have more of this sound to it. Yeah. There's there's a, there's both. There's palette. What's then that? there's a spec, which is like, uh, you know, WoW is an older game. It's Oh, probably past 15 now. Yeah, huh? it's pretty much the lifespan of my time at Blizzard. Yeah. So coming up on 16 years. Yeah, so that's, it's it's an older game, so it's audio is much, uh, like it's mono, not stereo, uh-huh. and I'm not going to get into the specifics, but it's an uh-huh. older game, so it has older specs. Then, you know, Overwatch is, was the, is the new hotness, so that's got the newest audio engine. It's using Wise. It's got, you know, they're running at the highest they can. They're running in stereo. I think mostly, I don't know because I haven't worked that much on Overwatch at all. Um, but very different. Also, the way you do things. Like, on WoW, we would design the sounds in our DAW uh, digital audio workstation. Oh. And uh, just, I forgot. I, gotta, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you, what the Yeah, I figured you were going to ask, yeah. <laughs> um, so Why like, don't I have one? You know, when I started Pro Tools, everyone used Pro Tools. Now you can use whatever you want. And uh, I, we, we all use all kinds of different ones. And um, But you would do all your work on that, and then you would compress your output to something at mono most of the time 90% of the time was mono okay and then send it off to the producers and they put it in the game but then Starcraft we got to do a lot more stereo which made me happy in a higher bit depth bit depth but um and then uh Hearthstone is a nice mix like I get to work on stereo when it when it when it needs it and and it I don't feel constrained which is funny because it's there oh, it's a card game I'm like hey well it's so you go back and forth, like some sounds are mono, some sounds are standard. Yes, depending. yeah, it all depends. I mean, like if I'm working on something where, you know, the card's smashing down right in front of you, it's going to be mono because it's right in front of you. Or if you want it to be positional, if you want to have a card going, okay, well, let's talk about let's talk about Galacron, right? So oh, that was my that was that's what I that's what I'm talking about. I know you did that. that was so, did you do the sound for all those classes? No, most classes. I don't know. So uh, you know it more, we got so much work no. thrown at us that I think we had to. We got to. So coming from WoW, we do a lot of reuse. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reuse on WoW because it's you know it's a, there's a ton of stuff. A, a fell firebolt looks the same as a firebolt. So unless we really thought, hey, this needs something different sonically, um, we'd reuse. And with a game as massive as as, as Warcraft, you, you can't make a new sound for everything. So it's unacceptable, first of all. Huh? I'm going to go to Russell and be like, we need a sound for everything. Yeah, well, it's I mean, we do. But when you have a <laughs> horse that's purple, or I'm sorry, brown, oh, okay. and then you just color it purple, yeah, we're yeah. not going to make a new sound for that. Unless yeah. it's special. Like, if it's like a, um, a charity thing yeah, or something okay. you have to pay for, we're going to give you a special treatment because you're paying for that. We're yeah. not just going to reuse for that. Um, but it's what's weird is with, with Hearthstone... I forgot the question, Jim. Oh, um, Galacron. Like, so, um, I was asking what what decides a mono sound versus a stereo sound. And, like, with Galacron, it would make sense that he's stereo because, if I believe, he swoops in right to left on, like, the right. speaker side. That's going to be then stereo. he slams down on yeah. the board, right? Yeah. Stuff that's positional, like the token, is going to be mono because we want it. You want it to hear it over here. You want it here. You want it here. But, yeah, the... Anything, uh, especially so, we're going to use stereo to give you, like you said, right to left, or to give you like a spatial a depth type of things. You know, we want if you're in the fire, we want the fire to be around you, so we'll do it stereo and mm-hmm. we'll, you know, pan it really wide or something. Um, but yeah, Galacron was 
hard right, swoop through the middle, hard left, explosions, like, yeah, and yeah. so, oh, I, I remember now what you're saying, he, they, they, they gave me the first version that we got, and, um, that was a blast to work on, and I knew that going into dragons, we were going to have a ton of dragons in it, so I spent probably a half a day, like, making a, dra I called it the dragon template, and, uh, it was just a, a sampler that I just created a whole bunch of different, what, what does a dragon sound like? I brought, you know, some just dinosaur sounds from a library, which obviously aren't dinosaurs. Someone created those. I brought those in, brought other reptiles in, um, screeches, whatever I thought would be cool for a dragon. And then I processed some stuff and then put it all on the spreadsheet, uh, or not spreadsheet, but template in my session. I can play it out on the keyboard. And uh, so I knew going in, we were gonna have a lot of dragons. So I wanted to be able to go, okay, you know, here's 30 tracks. These five tracks are going to be the bronze dragon. And I just, uh, okay, save. Yeah. And this was going to be the emerald dragon and un unmute those five. And, you know, and I still have that to the day. So if we get to an expansion, like, oh, we have a whole bunch of new onyx dragons come in or red dragons or whatever. Um, I can go back and see, okay, this is the template I used. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's consistent to, like, right. those old sounds from whatever. And it's... Well, the, I took liberties with the new stuff because, you know, it's, I have noticed, and this is just a personal observation coming from WoW to, to Hearthstone, I felt like Hearthstone kind of takes what's there and just boosts it. Mm. And so that's why I was like, well, if you listen to the dragons, the old dragons, there's not a lot of bass, there's not a lot of balls to them. And I want, I mean, it's Galakron, I want it to be yeah massive. So I, I spent a lot of time making sure, like, I... I really love playing out the sounds on the keyboard. So being able to kind of like hit this note, hit this note, and I'll kind of have a cadence so it has like this, and then have like the or something, you yeah, know, yeah. playing on top of it. I know that sounded hilarious. A, <laughs> I was trying to, I had to think about what sound that was, but yeah, I thought but, I mean, instantly I, Game of Thrones is that a lot. The, yeah, it, I don't. They're, they're called like, like gurgles or, or some chortles. There you Chortle. go. I got a chortle. Um, but I like I like texture like that. It really gives it character, and it makes your dragon sound different than other dragons. Mm -hmm. But it's still everyone goes, "That's a dragon." Um, and so I did that first, and I think I took all of it and said, "There's Galakron." Okay. And okay. now I'm gonna mute these ten tracks, play these four tracks. This is gonna be, you know, uh, an emerald dragon or whatever. That process you did, where you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna take these hundred dragon sounds and group them into emerald bronze," is that something that? <laughs> Is taught to you as you went on through your oh, career no. as a sound designer, no. or is that something you just as a as someone who it, is just organized in their own methods as you came up with to do something like that? One thing that you know was really cool about, and I, this could be sound designers in general. I don't know because I've been here my whole career. Um, the guys I work with were all mad scientists, mm -hmm. and I, I have noticed is actually there's a guy on uh, on Wow that started uh, some time ago, uh, Aaron Kraft, and he's the same. He's a mad scientist. Like he comes up with his own Foley instruments, and it, mm. they're amazing. Like and this is what they used to do way back, you know, when it was mostly just music for the sound effects. Yeah. And um, so you just kind of try to think of, it's 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 situational. On Hearthstone, I know, and you know too, you got like this window to get everything done. Yeah. And I don't have days to sit there and go, hmm, what does a dragon sound like? So it's one of those things where I could sit there and individually go, okay, that's a cool sound, that's a cool sound, and, and put a, or I could just, spend some time grabbing all this cool source and making okay the reason that this is a blue is because it's got this sound this is a green because it's got this sound organize it all and all this takes you know a couple hours but that time that i spent now i can spit out 
50 different dragons in an hour or whatever yeah, and we've yeah. been going back to that session if we all oh, we got a new dragon card um do we want it to sound different yep okay we have a session for it um it helped me speed through yeah. dragons real fast yeah so that pipeline is going to be super fast compared to going through and a i do i do that yeah find some, and uh, i do that for everything i did that on uh the Me mecha gone Right before we knew we were getting, when I was on WoW, before mm -hmm. I knew we were getting hit with that, I spent some time making this big mechanical session so I could just easily make little bots and little. Uh, okay. So okay. when we got hit at the last minute with all the creatures and toys that we just yeah here you go here you go here you go. I, that's the way I like to work. I like to have it all in a, in a template on a sampler so I could just pump out source for days and then just quickly edit it. Yeah, with the amount of assets you have to create in a even in an expansion, I gotta imagine it pretty fast on a daily basis okay today I made 10 sounds today it's uh, fucking 20 sounds it today. depends it depends on the project it depends on yeah on Hearthstone absolutely like Hearthstone's just that moving train that doesn't stop yes and that's where I've noticed because prior to coming to the team I got the whole oh it's the easiest team blah 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 and <laughs> yeah I know but you see everyone thinks yeah, that and then yeah, you come yeah. on the team and I remember being told oh it's the easy team and I came over and it was funny to me as coming over I was like this is the exact opposite easy. This is like, and I, I, I try to think of a good way to word it because I don't want to come off the wrong way, but it's like, it's you really got to know what you're doing yeah. to be on that. It's not just like, oh, I can do sound. Not like, a lot of room for error. No, I mean, we're, the train, like you said, is constantly moving. And I remember on WoW, it was like, you know, okay, here's a spell or a creature. You have a week to do it. And I remember thinking, a week? I could get this done in a day or whatever. But um, sometimes it did take a week if the, if the lead didn't like it or you know whatever but on Hearthstone it's like you know yeah here's three creatures we need these done today what and like <laughs> I was told that your average you gotta do three creatures a day or two spells a day and at first going oh my god and when I first started on Hearthstone I came in I, I come to work early so I got in I get in at like seven and it was like right to work lunch would come I just take a 20 minute just eat real quickly and go back to work and I was working until four and it was like this for months whereas on WoW very different mm. um but I learned, I learned, I was also just so excited. It was yeah. such a fun project. It still is a fun project to work on. But you have to know what you're doing. You have, there's no time to go, hmm. Like, do you think if you hadn't worked on World of Warcraft for so long, it would have been a lot harder for you to jump into that Hearthstone position? I don't know. I'm trying to think what, there is certain things working on WoW that like, because they're the same universe, right, when same we universe. get, you like know, you said, it's just amped up, so it, it helps. It helps yeah. for sure. Cause like um, one of the things we do on Hearthstone too is classes, right? So when we're doing Galakron, the war warlock version, it's like and he's got all the shadow stuff. Like if I wasn't on Warcraft, I may not have known what that is or what it sounds like. So yeah, I knew like okay, there's purple. That's that's a warlock. That shadow magic is going to be breathy. And then here's green. Okay, that's fell. And I did all the fell stuff breathy. for. That's the best. Adjective ever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so what's it called? Uh, um, oh my god, I I totally failed my my Harry Potter reference there. Slytherin. Slytherin. So yeah. Uh, actually, I said that at the theater. Yeah, theater. Like, That's shadow magic. But um, yeah, knowing those things, and then I did a lot of the fell. I kind of. I don't think we had a fell sound prior to whatever expansion that was. So I kind of created the fell sound Legion for that. But it was before Legion. I think it was Warlords, actually. Oh, okay. I started, like, this corruption kit. Like, this is what de demonic, evil fire magic could sound like. So I had that from Warcraft, so we started, or World of Warcraft, so we started working on um, 
her stone. I knew. So yeah, I think there was some help there. Um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's really gonna for me. It depends on the lead. Okay. Now, if I had several different leads and like each one has given me something new to work with, mm. Brian, who's my lead on uh, on her stone, he's really the one thing I felt like I needed the most work on was EQ. I just eh, I never really did it because when you're I mean. Not to, when you're working on games where they squash everything down really low and there's so much going on, you really don't hear it. And I hate saying that, but um, I just was never one of those designers that like everything has to sound perfect and crisp. You're not going to hear 90% of it. Why spend the time? Mm-hmm. And that might be a bad attitude. Um, I had to think about the compression because you don't have really allotted a lot of space and patches for audio, right? It's it's mm-hmm. a pretty small amount of space. And for music would take release. a ton of it, and the more we were going and doing these big giant recording sessions and putting that in the game, yeah. it was uh, not leaving us much to work with. For those that don't know, patches when we release something, that patch space is usually allotted to like sixty five percent is enough for the game content that's coming out. Ten percent of that might be for the new cinematic that's being pushed with it. Five percent might be the new music that comes out with the expansion, and then that three percent or extra five percent is just sound, whatever they can kick well, in there. And also, the budgets for everything else will get bigger. The yeah. sounds never did. Yeah. And I remember at one point going, "Okay, uh, when was that? I'm trying to think when the when the visuals just started. Holy moly! Does that change? Like you were saying before, how you have to consider what what the engine is." Um, as far as how much you can put into the game. Like, well, I was running that 15-year-old engine, but Overwatch is running just a 5-year-old engine. Does that mean you can put more assets into Overwatch because it's a cleaner engine or newer engine? No, no. That, so that allocation still doesn't change? Asset-wise is going to be a customer thing, right? Like, we okay. don't want you getting excited to play, you know, your game, and you got to sit there and do a 100-gig download or whatever. Uh, Hearthstone's the same thing. Like, Tell it, that to Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, I know. Hey, yeah, too soon? Shit. Well... It was yes. I don't know what it was like on any other thing because I mean, with PlayStation, it feels like the games take forever to install, anyways. Yeah. Um, but like mobile, you're playing Hearthstone on mobile. You don't want your, you, you know, using all that data up. So you have to be careful on that. That's more what it's from. It's not. I don't think there's a limit to how much we can put in. It's okay. just that we don't want someone downloading a hundred gig patch. That's gonna take forever. I don't know the specifics. I never asked. Other than hey, the game keeps getting better looking. Can we please start doing better audio? Um, and that was a constant thing, constant thing. Like, hey, visuals are getting better. Can we start, you know? And we got a lot of resistance and never really got real answers why. And then we had a couple guys on our team that were like, I'm going to look into this. And they looked into it and they kind of presented it to the producer. They presented it to the guys upstairs. Like, hey, man, like we could be doing much higher quality audio if you guys would, you know. But again, with a game as old as WoW, when you have something, if you do something like that, you're potentially screwing up everything. Yeah. And we can't afford to do that because you got people playing. When it's a live game, I should say. We can't afford to take the game down because someone wanted to try something. So um, there was that. It's just that I think we finally made... We started... We're trying to make it a case that, hey, the game is getting better visually. Can we please meet, match it sonically? Yeah. And it wasn't until... Um, I guess it was Legion um, when Jay Wilson came over for a while and he wanted to kind of capture that Diablo combat, the really visceral, loud and so we were like, well in order to do that we need to have this, we need to have this we need to build do stereo, we need to build do 44.1 and um, because of that we got greenlit, greenlit to do higher quality combat audio Okay. so everything else for, I mean I haven't been in the project in here but that's a long train to finally get approved for that too 
long training probably a lot yeah. of years to see like okay now, well and now i now think you, yourself, you, you also that. just have uh, there's a lot of lack of knowledge like yeah. can we do this yeah. but also there's not a lot of time to research whether you can and then people that are afraid to kind of rock the boat so to speak and it's an understatement also, like payoff yes yeah a lot of people don't see unfortunately they don't see audio as a payoff when without it it'd be a silent game with nothing mm-hmm. But then the other argument is with World of Warcraft, a lot of people play with their headphones or their audio off because sure. it's annoying, which is what we were trying to fix, too, at sure. the time. How do we make it so we can let you know what you need to know? No, I, I get it. I, I think I always play with music on, always play with audio on, and then when I got addicted to WoW for a very short amount of time, I started understanding why people were playing with the audio off because mm. there's so much going on, and I didn't really care about that because I knew what my, you know lava burst sounded like I just needed to hear what the tank was saying or what the healer was saying or whatever and so we're very much aware of that are they were, we I'm no longer we they but yeah. <laughs> they are uh, when I was on WoW we all we we, walked, we looked at the forums quite often and actually <laughs> made some pretty drastic calls a few times because people were complaining like oh we better fix this and then more people complain because we fixed it um, so that's one thing I've been I really wanted to have an audio presence on the forums I've been trying to push this for years like can we get someone on the audio team to be on the forums to let the fans know like yeah. guys we everything you guys say we read especially if it's negative like we're yeah. right there going oh they don't like my sound yeah everybody comes through it I think there's at least two people per team that has like that is their eight hour day is to look through reddit and look for bugs I, and I, issues I don't anymore no, you don't you know, I mean that, there are people who have stronger skins than we are there's been a few things I looked at, and I know when I, yeah. There's a few things that I did that I was really proud of, and I was like, does everyone else like it? You know, and so seeing that everyone <laughs> liked it, I was like, yes. Yeah. And there'd be like 20 positive comments of one guy going, this sucks. And I'd be like, who is this always, guy? Always the one. Always the one. Well, let me switch gears a little bit. Now that you've been involved with, like, the interview process and sound, um, what do you see a lot as far as the portfolios are concerned that you would like to see less of or what kind of stuff would you like to see more of from a sound design portfolio that maybe you haven't been seeing a lot of recently? Well, I'm not even sure how to answer that. Because we have like a, we put out the the position and things are different now than these before. You know, before we get maybe a, a few, now we're getting hundreds, 500, a thousand applicants and someone else has to kind of weed through all that and go well what meets the criteria yep, yep. and then once we get to that point it goes through several processes before it even gets to me or to the lead to go okay these are the ones that have kind of passed through all the all the filters to where we're at now okay cool um would it be a better question to ask the ones that you see get through all the recruitment checks all the first pass checks what are you seeing that's kind of consistent with those portfolios is it like a, a good mix of Here's VO work. Here's oh, effects no, work. They're Here's all, the ones that make it that far are in the right ballpark. Okay. It's just, um, oh, there's so many mobile games out there. Like mm-hmm. that's probably the one place we, when we get demos, it's almost like here's like someone will act. Okay. Well, one thing, and see, I can't speak for my other teammates, but for me personally, when someone turns in a demo and they're redoing the sound for like Star Wars, mm. Like the minute it starts, I'm like, eh, nope, stop! You, you can't redo it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that no matter how good your sound is, yeah. I'm not going to get the Tie Fighter in my head. I'm not going to get the lightsaber out of my head. You can't make that sound better because that's ingrained in my brain for 30 years. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Exactly. So they say the thing for animation demo reels if like they tell you not to use if you're gonna do like a lip sync piece, don't use clips that are like very well known. Like something Yeah, because like, your brain already knows what you to know expect. the scene, you know yeah. how it's supposed to look if you're gonna reuse a Pixar VO, like don't use Pixar VO yeah. because we've, we've seen it animated, we know how it looks like, we want it to look Grab like something that. generic. Not yeah. even doesn't have to be generic. Like we've had Obscure. I'm not I don't really want to go through name games because I don't want like offend people yeah, that yeah, work yeah. on those games. But there's certain like if you want to do action with guns and stuff, there are a ton of first-person shooters. Don't choose Halo. Don't choose Battlefront. Don't choose something that has really iconic sound design, right? Because I'm already thinking of the plasma rifle. I'm already thinking of, of these sounds. Do something a little bit more obscure, and I, I'll leave it to your imagination to what obscure is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's 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 more than a... There's so many generic first-person shooters. You could easily just go capture any game out there. Um other than those big, big ones that have that iconic sound and do your own thing with it. Um, there's been there's been some people, I think, there's been some people who have done, like, God of War and games like that, and it's kind of been like, okay, this is going to be tough. That's really good sound design. But they managed to do a good job of, like, okay, cool, I, like, because I, there's only certain sounds in those franchises that I'm like, that's a very iconic sound. Mm-hmm. Um the whole game sounds fantastic, so you're still giving yourself quite the challenge. Because I'm aware that you know most of those Sony games. I mean, Uncharted, the, the sound is through the roof. Yeah, I would feel like you wouldn't want to try to mimic a AAA studio sound design when they've got like a team of ten to twenty people working on right. that shit. It's it's uh, yeah. I want to pick an indie game that maybe has never been so then or something. The next thing, the thing I probably see the most on these demos are there's again. There's probably more of these the guys at home that are doing independent uh, like phone game, I, mm-hmm. uh, what are they called, um, mobile game mm-hmm. sounds, and a lot of times the visuals are kind of and I believe the budgets are pretty small for sounds, so they're getting a lot of people ran out of school sure. and it's just kind of they're throwing sounds, and the guys at the studios are going cool, cool, and putting it in, and. Um, one thing I've seen more than not is like, oh look, I've worked on all these games, twenty games, you know. And this is—it's been a while since we've interviewed anyone like this, but twenty games or thirty games they've worked on. Like, wow, that's impressive. And then you listen to them, and you're like, and he probably did all twenty of them in one day, mm-hmm. you know. It's mm-hmm. because, and not to bash the person doing it, it's because the deadlines. Like, hey, I have here—I'm a studio, and I make ten games, and I, I'm going to hire you to do all the sound foam, and I need it done in a week. Well, when it, the, you're hitting a button and it's just going bloop, that's not hard to do, you know. Um, but we have had some candidates that, like showed what they did for, for mobile games and while it was simplistic because they had to get through a lot of stuff you could see there was character there and you could kind of go okay now I imagine if this person had more time and with a little bit of guidance so that's kind of what we're looking for and, Okay. Um, you're not necessarily looking for someone who's knocking it out of the park but someone you can work with and grow in the position too it, it, it depends like okay. I know you know the certain certain project I've been in it's like no we need a senior like just, we just need someone that could just jump in and knock it out of the park because we just lost two guys that were doing that and um, you always need to have that one or two strong senior guys on the team that can tank because stuff happens you know yeah. uh, paternity leave <laughs> Sick. Not yet, yeah. but coronavirus, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. People are out, and um, you need someone that can tank. Um, but since I started in sound, whenever we'd go you know, on a panel, like, hey, here's all our candidates, I was always rooting for the associate, the assistant, the sound designer, because that was me. That was if, if 
they hadn't given me the shot, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Now, granted, it was a long time ago and a different time. Sound design wasn't even really as big as it is right now. They, I mean, you couldn't even go to school for it. You couldn't mm -hmm. even, God, you just had to be at the right place at the right time, like me. Um, but uh, I've been seeing more of that, and that makes okay. me happy because I'd, I'd rather grow people up than, you know, hey, there's this guy that worked on all these fantastic movies and games, and he wants this ludicrous salary, but... He's gonna come onto the team and be like, oh, this is kind of boring. Because yeah. they're not worked, you know, it's, it is, I don't personally want non-gamers. Like, you know, when I started here, everyone was a gamer. Everyone, you know, from the president down to the secretary, mm -hmm. everyone was a gamer. And so I still have that mindset because I think it's important. Um, and when you have someone's like, well, I haven't worked on games, but I'm really good at audio. You're like, if you don't play games, you don't really understand it though. Yeah, yeah there's certain nuances that as a gamer you kind of put into your work like how is this response going to feel like, yeah. instead of what's this going to sound oh, like? sounds good yeah what's this going to sound like how is it going to feel when I hit this button and I hear that response is that going to give me a feeling that I want or is it just going to be a whatever another another sound in the, the menu bar yeah they don't they don't think about context um, what do you feel like is one of the most challenging things of being a sound designer for me when I was animating I felt like being creative every day for eight hours a day was a bit challenging at times, depending on where I'm at in the schedule. Like for Blaze, when I had to come up with over 50 animations in six weeks, it was freaking daunting. I'm like, can I really pull this out of me? Can I figure out another way to, to pose this dude that I haven't already done 40 animations ago? Is there things like that where you're just like, fuck, how am I going to make another dragon sound no. when I made 150 at this point no. to make it that much different? It on a wow, yes, when it was like, oh, look, another critter or something. Mm. And it's like one thing that always made it difficult for me was the previous, um, the previous sound designer did some really unique stuff and it ended up being iconic. And but at the same time, like, for example, I think the uh, like the spiders were uh, oh, monkeys. Okay. Okay. Like he used monkey sounds to make those, and they're iconic. Like you hear that sound, and you're like, "Oh, that's a spider!" And wow. But then later down the road, we had to do spiders, and I'm sitting there going, "What? What do I do?" Uh, or I'm sorry, I apologize. Monkeys. I had uh, to do monkeys, and so it was like, "There's all these monkeys everywhere." There's the hoju, I think they were called. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. "We can't use those sounds because they got used on the spider," and that happened multiple times. I was like, "Okay, you know what? Let's do." Um, uh, we had hyenas, okay. and I, I picked some sounds. I'm like, guess who those sound like? Knolls, because that's what was used for the knolls. And so that was challenging if I had to come up with another creature. And so it just ended up being me on a microphone just going, you know, yeah. and pitching <laughs> it and changing it. And there's way too many cr creatures in the game like that. Um, but that was wow. On on Hearthstone, no, it's I don't yeah. it's It's great. I mean, when it's like, oh, there's been a few, I, I, because there's so much cool stuff to work on Hearthstone when I get something simplistic like, you know, oh, it's a, I don't know. Something on the board. A slime. Like a rock. Or, uh, or elementals. Actually, elementals, the one thing I'm like, I don't want to work on it. We have so many elementals, and to me, I'm like, they're just, I'm not very inspired by them sonically, mm. so. Mm. Um, but no, I've been on, on, on Hearthstone, not, mm. not really. It's But I've also only been on the team for like six months. Yeah. But our cycle is like, we do what would you know as far as WoW does an expansion every couple of years. We we're we're doing expansions every couple of months. So Yo, yeah, I feel like you do four expansions a year. It's, it's oh, I think we right? do. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what the what the average is, but it's just nice. you know, 
it's I would think by now I'd be getting overwhelmed, but it's just fun. It's constantly changing, and I need that. I need that constant change. Otherwise, okay. I do get bored. So I do operate different than most people. Like I, if it, if you keep giving me stuff, I'm good. It's the yeah. downtime that drives me up a wall. There's no downtime on that team. Though. Nope. None at all. All right, let me ask you, uh, what's your favorite soundtrack from a game? Soundtrack. Um, hmm. I, I mean, I can't, I don't know if it'd be my favorite, but I do. The, I mean, most iconic. The Halo, your mind. Oh, the the Halo, Halo soundtrack uh-huh. is, that was uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I just thought it was really well done. Um, from a game. That whole, just that whole game at that point was just... Amazing. Well, originally, before even Blizzard, I was like, yeah, I want to go work there. Mm-hmm. I want to go work at Bungie. That game is amazing. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if... I know there's other ones. Um, you know what's funny? One game, the soundtrack, the sounds, everything, which I would never think in a million years, it just makes me damn happy, is Skylanders. No, no shit. Yeah, I did. I, I think I picked it up on a whim, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so badass!" And and everyone would just, all my friends were like, "Skylanders!" Like, yeah, dude, it's a blast. The kids like it, and it's just the sound design is phenomenal. The music mm. is fun. So actually, I mean, Halo would probably be over that, but uh, Skylanders, the music and that, and the and just everything about that game, sonically, visually, the whole nine. I would okay. just, it, no matter how mad I was, if I'd sit down on a Saturday and be like, "Oh," and put on, I'd just be like. Oh. It just made me happy, and then they, and then we don't make it anymore, which nope. sucks because I, I the kids were really digging it. Uh, digital or analog? Um, it depends. I think the analog is a bunch of hoopla. Mm. Myself, I, I came in very different than most other guys. Like, I don't think you need the newest hotness. I don't think you need the the the, the, the you know the new reverb or the new whatever. Right. I, I was always on the outside going wow, like because they'd just be arguing about. You know, the new this, the new that, and I'm just like, I'm still using the same stuff. Not to say my sound design was better than theirs, it's like, I'm using this old stuff. I still do. I'm still using, like, waves and old stuff, so to speak, uh, compared to, and like, you know. Well, you don't use waves anymore? No, I do. I still, that's what I'm saying, like. uh, Is that an old, like. Waves is like, kind of where everyone starts, (laughs) I guess you could say. Like, before. I, my first bundle I bought was Waves Diamond, I think, and it comes. Oh, with, it's oh just, this is a software. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. It's a okay. it's a it's a suite of like <laughs> compressors and reverb gotcha. and EQ and all that. And like, still to this day, I use their EQ, I use their reverb, I use their um, compressors. I just it's probably a familiarity. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to. There's some other reverbs I've tried. Like, oh wow, this is really good, but it's also very cumbersome, and I have to do a lot to get what I want. And I now especially, I don't have time for that. I just mm-hmm. gotta get in there and get my sound done. And uh, so, um, back in the days, I used to use SoundForge. Yeah, and, I still uh, do it. You still, still use, still use is, is that still a thing? Yeah. Oh shit! It's like on Hearthstone, especially yes, because and it's amazing. You can we can take our audio file from like the the, the repository. Like I kind of want to change that. It needs just a little bit less in the front or whatever, All and right. you can just take it right into SoundForge, edit it. And when you hit save, it just replaces the one. It's pretty crazy. No, well, another program I've used does that. So uh, we Is use. Is that still an Adobe product? I remember it being I an Adobe know. product. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Guy. No, it's Sony. It's is it a Sony yeah, product? Sony okay. Soundforge. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then uh, so there's. I, I don't think there's any analog that I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean. 
Because it's an animation podcast, I gotta ask what your favorite piece of animation is. Piece of animation? Uh, doesn't have to be a piece. Could be film. Could be a video game animation. They're like that was like Earth for me. Earthworm Jim's animation is fucking fantastic. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> you bring that up. That's what. That's what I. That studio is what made me want to work in games. Yes. I get to go see them. I got to go to Shiny Entertainment when I was like twelve. When they were, I, I they were working on Earthworm Jim two when I got there. Oh wow! And did you play Earthworm Jim two? I did not. I only played the uh, first one. Well, there's a there's a I don't know. It's very early in the game. There's a part where uh, you're playing as I think it's like Pete the puppy or something like that, and you have a, a trampoline and you're bouncing these puppies, <laughs> and you have to bounce them out of the window off the trampoline in another window, going back and forth. And it was the coolest experience ever. I went there and I got to see how they do it. And they actually draw out the animation in pen and paper, and then record it with a camera. And then they shoot over here to this computer and kind of, okay, that's the run animation, okay. whatever. And I'm, I'm watching this all happen in real time. And then he's like, well, we're right about to send this over to the programmer. I'm like, what? I had no idea what any of this crap was. And he does all this stuff, and he hits a button, and the guy down here, you know, and we go into his office, and he's like, oh, hey, and they introduced me. My mom met the, I think it was the owner or one of the owners okay. um, at uh, the mayor's house. He was oh. a friend of the mayor or something. Shit, yeah. And my mom's best friend was like the mayor's secretary or something. I, I don't remember the whole thing. Either way, she's like, my son wants to do art. He's into video games. Can, can he come have a, a tour? And uh, we went in there and the guy just had a Nintendo controller and he was like, oh yeah, well here's the animation. And he did a bunch of stuff on the computer, which obviously I have a clue what he's doing. And then all of a sudden he's playing the drawing. And I was like, oh Boom. my god. And, uh, and it, the best part was m my mom was trying to get career direction or school direction out of okay. him. She was like, well, where would you suggest he goes to school? He was like, well, I didn't go to school. Yeah. Perfect. They all said that. They all said that. <laughs> Learn this on my own. Messing around. Um, but Ugh. that was, that, that animation in that game, yes, I would agree. I'm trying to think if there's any, there's been a couple. There's a one I just played recently that for, for being pixelated, yeah. um, Dead Cells. The, the, the animation oh. in that is really well for a, it's pixelated. I don't think I've played it. Um, indie game? Indie game, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a, like a roguelite or whatever, but, okay. um, but the animation is pretty, mm. pretty badass for, for being a pixelated game. And then lastly, uh, give me one Easter egg that you've put into a Blizzard game that won't get you in trouble. <laughs> Maybe even if it's uh, I don't a, even know if I mean a sound that you made just with your voice, uh, just talking to the microphone and pitching it all messed. <laughs> um, well, the one you know about, uh, our mutual friend, Mr. Michael Powell, on our last episode, was on the last episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna go into detail, um, but he has a nickname, so to speak, and um, at a very early start in sound, I would find a way to get that into the sound. So if I was working on a creature and I was doing exertion, I would say the exertion, but say his nickname under that exertion. So it, if you knew the nickname, you would be like, oh my God. But if you didn't, you didn't know. And I'm not going to say the nickname because then you're going to hear it all over the place. Uh, but it's Safe. that's an Easter egg. Safe. And then uh, I don't... It's kind of an Easter egg, but... Um, I was doing a search for, I think we talked about this recently too, I was doing a search on YouTube for my name because I was curious like, okay. you know, if it came up and uh, every now and then I go back on YouTube and look at the, the Blightboard thing and uh, I saw that they put me in the game 
Oh, Did you know that? I mean, I, I'm in it on um, when I worked on Wrath. They put us on the boats. So I I think they had told me, but I didn't quite get it. But when we did, about WoW, though? Did yeah, WoW. When we did that Dark Moon Fair thing, they had me play. Or So I don't even remember. They didn't tell me they were going to do this at first. So one of the guys hit me up. I was like, hey, we're going to do this this event in the game with metal, and we want can you we heard you're the guy to come to to write the song oh yeah sure i'll do it no problem and uh spent a lot of time with him and he made the uh the stage and all this and they just kept getting cooler and cooler and cooler and so we started working on this working on that and they put uh me in the game as the guitar player in the band and it's just my full it's just my name and then jay's in there as a producer um there was one other easter egg in there and then um it is perfect for the undead territory, anyways. Yeah, well, it just it was one of those things where it was like, well, the best part was when I when I first looked up the name because uh, I don't remember what we ended up calling the actual name. Um, you know what? That's a pretty big Easter egg too. Now I think about it, um, and I don't see any reason why we can't talk about it. If we do, we can edit it out later. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking like, I, it's already out. Is the name of the band is Blightbore, and that's World of Warcraft's way of saying Blood Pig, which was Otep's first album. Oh, I didn't, so that's I a huge think. Easter egg okay. that, that no, I don't think people have picked up on yet. No, people picked think. up that we didn't officially announce that it was Otep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't remember why we didn't because she's a SAG actress, and um, that's how that whole thing came together. But, uh, yeah, when we started working with uh, Team 2, or what, I'm, well, I was on Team 2, we started working with the designers of it, like, those guys are just amazing. And they were yeah. like, you know, we told, we told them, Jay had suggested, hey, there's this actress, she can, she, she's, on a, she's a, in a metal band, and maybe we can get her to come in. And I was excited because I knew who she was. And uh, so we started working with them, and, uh, t- you know, here's the name of the band, and here's the name of the album, whatever, and they came up with Blightbore. And I thought that was the coolest Easter egg. And we didn't say anything. That's we just awesome. put it out there. And yeah. apparently, I just found this out recently. She did make a, a statement on her Instagram, like, hey, this is me, and blah, blah, blah. Because okay. people were like, right off the bat, who is this? Is this Otep? And I, I for some reason, I, they were like, don't say anything unless people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, all right. And it sucked because, like, I got to write a song with her. Like, that was freaking awesome, but I couldn't say anything. And now you know. And now you know. And now you know. Um, and so... The last time I checked, I checked. I, I think I typed in, you know, Dark Moon Fair metal event, and it was like John Graves, uh, nice. Blightbore, and I was like, what? And nice. I clicked on it, but it's because the character yeah, is in that. the game, and yeah, so yeah. it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then there were some other titles that uh, what freaked me out the most is I had to do. I don't know if I told you this. I had to do temp vocals. Did I do oh, that? No. Yeah, awesome. they, they made me do temp vocals. So awesome. I, had, I had to do, well, the, the cool part of that, so I did the temp vocals and I did not want to do it. <laughs> sitting in my office, sitting there trying to do screaming metal, is death metal. Well, I don't call it death metal, but everyone else does. Uh, was not fun. And they wanted me to do that, so we had something to show her. Oh, good. Like, so you want me to show this professional good. vocalist in a metal band, my crappy, and like so in the studio, as we were recording with her, I had to play her my... And I'm sitting there like, mm. and the best part was she goes, dude, this is awesome. And I'm like, no, uh, it's not. No. Thank you. And I, I think she liked it. I, I don't know why she liked it. It was pretty bad. Don't need to sugarcoat And this. she came in and just destroyed it made it way better. Of course. Well, let's wrap this up. But that probably kept you here for way too long as it is. It's been over an hour, I figure. 
Yeah, it's gotta be the one nowhere. So we like to finish it up with the career tip or animation tip podcast. <laughs> uh, and I tried to relate my animation tip with um, sound in when you're animating and you're trying to figure out your timing, you don't want even timing, like strict one, two, three, four, when you relate to sound. Um, thinking about changing up your timing to like a slow, slow, quick, quick, or a quick, quick, slow, slow type of timing will help make your animation feel more organic and more realistic than just the mundane, everything's happening on the same beat, on the same time. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my tip. You got one for sound, all those sound designers out there trying to make their way? Less is more. Mm. That's actually a hard one. It's taken me a very long time to get down because um, your first instinct is to kind of pile everything up. And uh, I still to this day do that and I get called out all the time. For me personally, it's because I just go, that's a cool sound. That's a cool sound. That's a cool sound. And I draw everything in and then from there try to kind of make it move. But I found that some of the, the sounds that my lead come in go, holy crap, that's fantastic. Or like two sounds. Huh. So less is more is probably the biggest thing. Uh, that I've heard consistently. EQ and less is more. Nice. Well, thank you very much, my friend. I yep. appreciate it. Again, thanks for checking us out. Um, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Deuces. <laughs>